to the Hollow Sky Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Steven. And Kyle. And we are here to powerbomb your work week into submission on this fine Monday morning. Uh, hope everybody has a good work week. Hope everybody had, and uh, by the time this comes out, will it be Thanksgiving? Yeah. Be everybody had a good Thanksgiving. Got to hang out with people they love. Got to eat tons of delicious food. And just had an all-around good time because you all deserve it. Everybody listening to this show deserves to be able to chill and just take a little break from life as a whole. (sighs) That kind of came out wrong. Don't take a break from life. Take a break from the stresses of life. Yeah. And eat good food. But the stresses of life are kind of life, so. Yeah, don't get it all twisted. Yeah. Don't check out a life. We want you here. Oh, yeah. 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 So, yeah. Check us out on all our social medias. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Discord, Reddit. Search up the Hollow Sky Podcast. Come and kick it. Join the cult like everybody does. Because that's what cults do. That's right. Just do, you do the stuff. And it's a good time. If... You have a paranormal experience that you'd like to be featured on our paranormal experience show, which drops on Thursdays, not Tuesdays, because Tuesday is the audio from our night shift. And Wednesday, you can hang out with us on the night shift live on YouTube at 8 p.m. Central. But if you'd like to put forth a paranormal experience for said Thursday show, Kyle's got the deets. I do. You can... Write your story out or record yourself. Shoot that over to the email, which is going to be hollowskypodcast at gmail.com. You can call or text the holophone, which is 618-556-0837. We have a P.O. box you can send us weird shit, which is P.O. box 145, Field, Illinois, 62031. You can also just send us cool stuff. Um, Everything's in the show notes, so if you need any help with remembering or actual writing it down it's in the show notes for you to make it nice and easy 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 if you'd like to support the show there's plenty of ways to do it check out the patreon sign up for a tier get some extra stuff you can go over to hollowskypodcast.com go to the merch store and get some dope hollow merch to rep the cult uh we got a venmo if you want to throw some pocket change toward it that's cool Best thing you could do is share the show word of mouth. Share it on social media. Share it, share it, share it. Help grow the show. That way we can keep producing more content and hopefully have more time to produce more content for you all. The larger it grows, the better off we are. Another thing you can do is go to wherever you listen to your podcast, your podcatcher that is, and leave us a five-star rating and review. I want to shout out everybody that's been leaving them. We've had a big uptick in it. I know... Um, we were talking about the algorithms picking up the word paranormal and people have been blasting paranormal in their reviews and we appreciate it. The call to arms definitely came out in full force. Today's five-star rating and review is sent to us by Candymandy86. Candymandy says, paranormal greatness, five stars. Paranormal, paranormal, paranormal. These guys are fun and go hard. They always manage to dig up stories you've never heard of. They're excited about subject matter. They're normal dudes talking about paranormal, highly strange topics. Put them in your feed. 
Candy, Let's go. Candy Mandy, thank you so much, first off, for leaving these words. Everybody else who don't doesn't have us in our in their feed, listen to our friend Mandy and put us in there. Please and thank you. Because we are two normal dudes that don't know a whole lot talking about stuff that we don't know a whole lot about. It's true. And it's a good time. Yeah, there, there's somebody out there for everybody. Yeah, we have a good time doing it. You know what I mean? It's true. We have a good time talking about it. You have a good time listening. Most of you. Some not. Some not. But we don't, they're... We don't talk about them. No. Losers is what I like to call them. You know? Yep. Nerds. Yep. In the in the negative context there. Yeah. Nerds. There's both context. Nerds. So, don't be that. Be more like Mandy. Right? I agree. So, Kyle's got some stuff he's going to talk about. Yeah, I got some weird stories. And I'm here for it. Yep, I uh, decided to write about encounters with the faceless. That sounds terrifying. It is. It really is. So what sparked me was the last, which, you know, won't be the last, last night shift. But on a night shift, there was a caller who talked about encountering a faceless being. And so naturally this gets my brain kind of focused on it. And I decided to start digging around for encounters with these faceless beings. And it seems like it does get reported a lot with all types of different entities, which is kind of bizarre. You'll have entities within sleep paralysis, like our caller. You'll also have ghosts that are seen without faces. You'll have creatures that are seen without faces. I, in in context of today's show, wanted to focus more on the humanoid aspect of it. So with that being said, here are some that I were able I was able to find. Um that is specifically strange that it crosses the boundaries of of like in entity forms. Yeah, it's really weird. Into the ghost realm, which I didn't know about. Like like I guess I guess you kind of could, but mostly most of the time ghosts are specifically humanoid yeah it's it's strange it's it is it is really fucking weird um it's such a it's such an eerie thought to encounter a being that resembles a human however it it's missing its face completely yeah it's a it's a very uncanny valley just not normal type of encounter That's exactly what i was gonna say it's like it adds a whole nother aspect to the uncanny valley yeah the first story that i was able to, to dig up was actually told on the fantastic og of ogs coast to coast let's go it involves shout out art that's right r.i.p big dog <laughs> amen man a legend but it involves Nate, who was a truck driver in Indiana. He was driving east on I-80 after 
a little nice eight-hour nap. So with that being said, there's no way that he was sleep-deprived and hallucinating or anything of that nature because he he took his DOT-recommended eight-hour break, got him a nice long nap in, and decides to hit the road. Well, the time frame when he hits the road is, is right about dusk. And up the road, as he's driving, he notices a man standing on the side of the road. So naturally, Nate begins to slow down because he was kind of worried that this person might step into traffic right in front of his truck and Nate might hit him. And that's just a huge problem that you obviously want to avoid. True, true. But he was he was worried about this because the person was essentially walking the white line on the side of the road. So it's right there. Now, as Nate gets closer to the person, he could clearly, without a doubt, tell that this was a man. And you'll know why here in just a second. The man was of average height. He had no clothes on at all. Oh. And he was extremely thin. Free-balling. He was free-balling it. Um, Creepy. Yeah, he, he basically described it as, I mean, just picture an ultra-emanciated person. Just skin over bones, essentially, is how this figure looked. I don't know that I want to picture that. No, it's not. It's not a very comforting thought. Especially free-balling. Yeah. Uh, but as Nate gets, like, right on top of this guy he notices the dude's face or the lack thereof. The man didn't have anything at all. No eyes, no mouth, no ears, nothing. Just, he describes it as a round blank canvas. So that, and it's just that in itself is so fucking weird. Could you, I, I can't even begin to wrap my brain around like having this type of encounter and the fact that it's not a one-off that it does continue on. There are more and more encounters with these beings is ultra bizarre. And it, it scared Nate so much that he's in Indiana and he says, fuck this. (laughs) He keeps going and he doesn't stop for fuel until he hits Chicago. No, I'm good. Yeah, he's, he's not taking any chances of having an actual encounter with this thing. His was just in passing, and for him, bad enough. Scarred him for life. And it's just it's just so weird to hear these stories because they the, a lot of them follow a very particular set of circumstances. And I'll I'll point that out a little later if you don't catch it. The next encounter took place in Texas, 2013. So it's relatively recent. Yeah, that's that's pretty close. A lot of them are around this. Like there's a couple that I found from 2013, a couple from 2016. So they are relevant. But in Texas, you have a guy and he's over at his old lady's house. It's late, so I'm assuming he's probably young because it's something that I feel like we did as t- 
teenagers and whatnot. <laughs> it's late. He's like, you know what? I'm fucking hungry. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do at 11, 11 o'clock? You're going you're gonna to go. So he heads out. There's, I guess there's a local diner nearby. He's like, listen, babe. I'm hungry. You're probably hungry. I'm going to go grab us some food. I'll be back. He gets out of the apartment or house or whatever. He starts walking to his car. And he notices something kind of strange, but not too strange. There is in front of his car, because his car is parked underneath a street light. So his car is essentially illuminated by the light. And he sees a tall figure about 10 feet in front of his car squatted down. And he, he's like, it, it, it's a tall dude wearing ordinary clothes, just kind of sitting in front of my car. Now, naturally, especially living around a bigger city, <laughs> you would kind of assume that this is a homeless person hanging out, doing their thing. Maybe, worst case scenario, drug addict, kind of strung out, sitting down. But... As he's walking towards his car, he's more or less anticipating an exchange because he kind of is leaning toward the homeless aspect of it. <laughs> and he's anticipating maybe an ask for money or or something of that nature. And so he kind of purposely takes a little bit longer in that instant. But not, the, the person doesn't say or interact with him whatsoever. So he... Picks the pace back up, continues on, gets in his car. As he turns the headlights on, he really gets a good look at the homeless person. And it more or less breaks his brain. He is ultra confused at what he's looking at. Now, this this quote-unquote homeless person in front of his car was wearing dark pants and a jacket with long sleeves. And it I guess it had a tightly buttoned collar. So you could tell just by the description how close this thing was to his car. But the being, of course, had no face. Now, in this case, it had subtle indentions and outlines where they should have had these things, like a nose and eyes. Next thing he knows, this thing stands up and is far taller than he expected. However, it might not have been because he was actually that tall. Because as the dude in the car looks down, he notices that this being is floating about a foot off the ground. That's weird. And just like within... Nate's story, a being with no face still has the capability of looking at you. That's gross. Yeah, because he points out how this thing, the guy in the car, it's looking right at him. It's essentially making eye contact with no eyes. That's like a whole new... I don't even know how how to explain it. 
That is terrifying. Yeah. And what's even crazier about this, in most of these cases, you have several aligning similarities. You have, of course, no face. All of them are very humanoid in nature. In most cases, other than I think Nate's, they are dressed in normal clothes, just like we would wear. They all seem to make eye contact without having eyes. And in the research that I was able to put together, a lot of these take place near or in large cities. That's weird. Super weird. That's weird. Because, uh, uh, what was that? That's Texas. And I know it was a big, I think it was Austin maybe. Don't remember the actual city. Then you have Indiana. The next one is in Nashville. So prominent areas, large yeah. areas. The the description of that last one, I immediately went to the lore of the Slender Man, which I know is a creepy pasta before right. anybody fucking jumps out my throat. But a lot of times, <clears throat> like creepy pastas are now are are this generation's version of urban legends, yes. and a lot of these things spawn from actual encounters and actual accounts people have had that have been turned into these tales of fear and terror. So it it the parallels there are definitely definitely stand out. Oh, absolutely. And and this next one is actually going to hit I think you said something about it in last week's episode. Um we've heard it time and time again. This description happens very often. But I will get into the actual story because this one is fucked to say the least. <laughs> so it takes place in Nashville. You have two witnesses who decide to go for a walk in their quiet suburban neighborhood. As they were walking, they begin to notice something we've heard time and time again. And in each instance, it doesn't translate to anything good. But they started to notice that nothing was making a sound. It got very, very quiet. You couldn't hear the crickets, the frogs. They even pointed out how the wind even just stopped. There was nothing. All right. So they 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 just kind of continued on. They're walking down the street, and they notice a minivan parked in the driveway. The hood was popped, and they saw two people looking at the engine just like normal people would in in around your town you know you 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 picture essentially two neighborhood dads standing around attempting to DIY some auto trouble however it was two faceless entities seemingly studying the engine bay of this minivan that's creepy they witness the the witness said that these beings were white with no faces. They even had and and I'm talking not like me and Steve White. I'm talking stark white. So much so that it looked like these beings had a soft glow coming off of them. They even point out that there were white flowers in the yard that had the same glow, almost like 
somebody was taking a black light and and putting it over the the immediate area where these entities were. Okay, how it has that yeah. that Makes intense stand out. yes that that <clears throat> pop to it. Um, the strange the strange beings were normal build, normal height, arms and legs. In this case, though, once the beings realized that the two walkers could see them, they they more or less were startled. Like, oh shit, they're seeing us. Which reminds me of our stickmen episode where there were encounters of people who encountered these stickmen and they would seem startled yeah. and they would jump and they would run away. Yeah. Well, in this case, the two beings were startled and they they were like halfway trying to hide behind the minivan. And they even point out that it was almost like these things didn't really know how to hide. Like they didn't have to do this very often, but they were trying to. And at the same time, they were trying to keep an eye on these walkers coming down the road. But both of the, the men walking had this overwhelming feeling of no matter what, we cannot look at these things. We cannot make eye contact. So they keep moving. And they more or less were, were side-peaking the entities as they're walking by. They're not even talking. <laughs> like, they're just going, Right. And the beings, they could tell by kind of side-peeking them that these beings were watching them the entire time as they passed. And they kept trying to shuffle around the van to stay hidden as the, the walkers were passing by. Um, but as the two walkers continued on, the sounds began to return and everything felt normal. Um, it's also worth noting that during this entire encounter... Neither of the walkers, like I said, talked to each other. Even after it was completely over, both had an overwhelming feeling of we should not talk, we should not mention this ever again. It's done, it's gone, it never existed. However, one of them, years later, like literally three years later, brings it back up to his buddy. And he's like, hey, man. Do you remember that night we went walking and we saw those two strange beings near the minivan? And the other dude was like still more or less terrified to talk about it. But I guess he finally started to pry it out of him because it gets stranger. So one of them to the other is like, you know, once again, do you remember the entities? And do you remember when the entities crossed the street in front of us? And the other one goes, no. And he's like, yeah, man, like, it happened right after you just laid down. What the fuck? And then it was like it unlocked the memory in the guy, and he remembers looking at his friend who was laying down stiff as a board on the ground 
not responding to anything that he was saying. So, and that was the last of what he was able to remember. However, it does go on to show that these two were communicating to each other. So the story that they originally remember was non-existent. Screen memory. Yes. And that's what I wrote down is that it, it has the same tales as some of these alien encounters. Oh, that's oh. okay. Let me unpack my thoughts here. <clears throat> the first, the first weird thing is like, uh, the, the difference between the stick figure sightings and this particular sighting is like the stick figures on the Stickman episode were almost shocked that people could see them. Correct. I felt like it was kind of a bleed over into almost another realm. Whereas these entities seem like they're shocked that their disguises didn't work. Oh, that's a fucked up thought. Because not only are they putting on the facade of a human wearing the clothes you know, wearing essentially this the skin, the whole form of a human that they cannot quite get right since they don't have a face. They're also mimicking the actions of a human. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like fucking around with the with the engine and so much so that it's so foreign to them, like you said, they almost don't know how to hide. Dude, that makes me think because it's a fucking really good point pointing that out. Because there's a, another one later on that I have where they describe the the facelessness, and it's just his description, so I don't don't take it like as actual, but he describes it as almost like if there's a cloth stretched over their mm. face to a degree, right? Which makes me feel like like when you say they're disguises, like what if that what if that's supposed to be some type of technology that would manipulate Dude, yeah. human features? Because that would lead credence to all these people making claims of how they're among us. They've been among us. It gives me goosebumps. It's gross. It gives me goosebumps. Be- because it's, it's, it's like they're almost surprised that their disguise didn't work. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, they're almost like, oh, shit. I fuck with that. Oh shit! They they know we're not what we think, what we say we are. Yeah. How like what do we do now? You know, like they're stumbling around, like trying to get out of the light and trying to get out of this. But you describing that is weird because I'm kind of like I kind of search up why why I'm listening to Kyle multitasking here. There is a yokai from Japanese folklore, mm-hmm. right? Which uh, is is like the equivalent to uh, a cryptid or paranormal entity in Japan. It's called the uh, Naparabo. It's a faceless ghost. It looks human but has no face. Um, it says they're primarily known for frightening humans but are essentially otherwise harmless. They appear at first as ordinary human beings, sometimes being able to impersonate someone familiar to those who see them. That's gross. Causing their features, once they recognize that it's not a person, their features will disappear, leaving a blank, smooth sheet of skin where their face should be. 
exactly as it was described. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So it crosses it crosses different cultures too. So yeah, it's and not, it's, it's not just a culture based old old like the one of the first times it showed up was in 1663. Damn. Again, it was talked about in 1767. So whatever these entities are, they are old. And if we go, and it goes they, to show that they like to mimic. Yeah, if we if we go to show like if we go the the uh, extraterrestrial route, these things have been manipulating humans for centuries. Yeah. And the the idea that that sheet of skin, that technology, like you said, can not only mimic humans, but mimic people that we know. Yeah. And it's like as soon as you, it's almost like calling the name of a demon. As soon as you recognize and you know that it's not who they think that it is, then that uh, then the, the mask just falls off. Like, yep. like it just disappears. And you know what? The next encounter might actually lead credence to that theory. Because I'm sure we'll get into it. So, the next one is in Philly, Philadelphia, 2016. Another big city. Another big city. This person was walking to the Dollar General store to pick up a couple things when they noticed a... And you're going to know exactly the tale right here. They noticed a large black car parked next to the store. I was going to go that route. (laughs) I was going to go down that route, but I went on the other tangent. Yep. The interior light of this vehicle was on, and as the person walked closer, they could clearly see someone in the driver's seat. It looked like a person that had long black hair and had sunglasses on. But as they looked closer, they noticed something was off. The person inside the car was clearly moving around for the most part, but looking straight. However, the skin of this person was milk white, it had no mouth or nose. Because of the glasses and hair, they couldn't tell about ears and eyes or if it was bald. However, I feel like it's safe to say that it most likely had none of those as well. As the person, it, it fucked with this person so much that as they left the store, they completely went the opposite direction. They just avoided the car, avoided the scenario. And said, fuck it, I'm out of here. I am not going past whatever that was again. It's not happening. So, with that being said, actually, let me get in the next one and then we'll recap it because <laughs> the next one is similar. Another similar similar encounter. There was a rainy day, and for whatever reason, this person was obviously inside their home, but they were super irritable this day. Couldn't just sit around. They they were they just were anxious, irritable, however you want to describe it. They were up walking around. But they noticed how the cat was looking out the window, just pissed. The back was arched, hair was sticking up, hissing the whole night. The person automatically assumed, as anyone would, that there was most likely another animal out in the driveway hey hollow cult the weather's getting nice and you know what that means it's cryptid hunting season and the first rule to cryptid hunting is good footwear that's why we're excited to announce our partnership with tacovis boots when you're out hunting the dog man or stalking chupacabra you don't have time to break in boots that's why tacovis is so nice they have first wear comfort it's hard to find this level of comfort paired with their styles when you're out hunting cryptids 
And let me tell you, their styles are on point. I've always considered getting me a pair of snakeskin boots, and their pair is mint. They also have crocodile boots, caiman boots, ostrich boots, regular leather boots. They they have it all, and it's it's ridiculously awesome. You can even stop by their the local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. So just imagine yourself getting a pair of legitimate snakeskin Hollow Sky branded boots. How awesome would that be? Nothing is going to intimidate a dog man like a nice pair of gator skin boots. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. That was agitating the cat. So the, the homeowner... With nothing to do, being irritable as it is, walks over to the window to investigate. What they saw was slightly different than an animal. It was a man standing there in all black, dry as a bone, with crisp, clean dress shoes on. However, it had no face, and yet this person looking out the window could without a doubt tell that this being was staring at him. So they both more or less sat there and stared at each other for quite some time until a black Cadillac turns onto the road and as it begins to pass the faceless man, he more or less absorbs into the car. That's fucking weird. At this point, the cat begins to settle back down. However, the cat became, became confused because it couldn't understand where the man had just vanished to. So it went around window to window looking for the man. The person in this case ended up speaking to a friend about it years later, kept it to themselves for years, and basically got shit advice from their friend. They explained that the entire, like they explained to this person the entire MIB backstory which this person who had this encounter never had heard of the MIB encounters before. And the friend was like, man, I'm just, I'm just telling you how it is. I don't, A, I don't know why they would have shown themselves to you. And B, I have no idea why you're still alive. <laughs> Damn. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I read that and I'm like, that is a Damn, shit friend. Bro. But I do, I I was going to go the MIB route with that uh, uh, based on that last, the last story that I chimed in on, because you do, you often hear when you see these, when there's encounters with these men in black, they're not necessarily featureless faces, but it's almost like their faces are put on over top. They're wrong. Of whatever it is. Yes. It's almost like they're wearing a human a human skin, like a prosthetic face mask. And it's been theorized for the beginning that most MIB encounters are with 
extraterrestrial yeah. entities. And and that one with the ones working on on the car again, you the first thing is it it does chime back to one of the listener encounters episodes we had either this week or last week, the Hurricane Harvey aliens. These things are either mimicking what a human is supposed to be doing, like the aliens watching the television, or it's it's trying to figure out our technology. Which, if they have the technology to f- essentially face mimic, they're probably not that interested in like a minivan engine, you know, but maybe they are. Uh, also, winding back to them actually recounting what actually happened to them and the the friend laying down, you hear it time and time again that these entities not only have the power to uh, cause us paralysis, cause us not being able to move, they also have the ability to essentially hypnotize us to where we can not remember what happened, but we also are almost to the point to where we don't have control over our actions. I always, always revert to it. The encounter with the cop who took his sidearm apart, took his cell phone apart, took his uh, contact radio apart, and just set them all on the road. That's straight up mind control. Yeah. It not only took away every single form of defense he had, it also took away any form of communication he had. Yeah, because you could... I was sitting here thinking, you could argue that whatever is over their face isn't tech. Maybe, Maybe they're... Mind manipulation is that powerful where they can make you see. However, in these cases, it goes to show that it doesn't always work. But at the same time, with the walkers, the joggers or whatever, they were still able to be influenced by mind control or whatever, whatever, to be influenced to lay down. And whatever else ends up happening in that in that instance, so it, it couldn't just be mind control that's making you like screen memory a human's face on them, right? It would make a lot more sense if it was some type of perception hack. Yeah, you know, I don't know what you'd really label it as, but it has to be something that certain individuals have the ability to process through. And it makes you wonder if two if two people are looking at the same entity with this sort of weird technology, would the two people see different faces? Is it specific to a person? Like oh shit, that's like weird. if me and you both looked at it, would I see my uncle and then you see your uncle? That would be yeah, that's weird. I never thought about it like that. If it's if it's like brain specific as to what they encounter, it also makes me think literally of Sir No Face. Yeah. When they first encountered that, the go it, when when they thought it was a ghost, they called it No Face because it essentially had yeah. no facial features. That's true. And then once you dive into the story, turns out it's like, fucking alien. Yeah. Yeah. It is weird how like you, we sit and process this. And it works its way back to being more extraterrestrial than anything. Bro, fuck aliens. Because the, you know, and like I, like I said, from the beginning of time, the MIB 100% theorized to be alien. You hear people across all types of research 
constantly say they're already among us. They've been here among us. And that's always been a very peculiar phrase. When you say among us, what does that mean? How is that? How can you blindly? Because per description, you are going to recognize a gray alien in Walmart. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when you see I don't know though, Walmart's pretty weird. It is a weird place. Might have been a bad choice for location there. <laughs> However, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so what's that what's that statement mean when you say they're among us? Well, it automatically separates humans from whatever anything else is. Because they're among us, us being humans. Right. So you automatically put it out there that it is something different, not human. 100%. But what's that look like? You know, because a lot of people, like when I originally prior to our conversation tonight, I always pictured the description of the shape-shifting reptilians. That whole bag, right? Now I'm starting to wonder if it isn't a little bit more of this. Yeah, and and you hear, like you stated earlier, so many people say that these things are already among us. They're already out here. Then you hear tales of people encountering these, essentially, like for lack of a better term, NPCs. Yeah. Things that, things that look human, things that essentially could be mimicking faces that don't quite act the way an uh, essentially normal person is supposed to act. So it's it's like they're just trying trying to be part of humans, trying to infiltrate, trying to integrate into humanity, but they just cannot get the mannerisms right. It's dude, it's just like AI. It is like AI. It's because exactly there like are it. aspects of AI like hands. Yeah, it can't it dude, if you try to if you try to like you if you use a mid journey and you want it to type the a type of word, it cannot spell a word right yeah it's almost like this weird loophole to keep it from being too human yeah and if you think if you think about uh the context of facelessness itself it like like your face is what makes you distinctively human oh yeah and when it, that's gone, it strips it of its uh, humanity. It strips it of its identity. It makes it stand out as something not correct. Hundred percent. And I mean, like, think about when you when you're arrested. What's the what's the one thing they take pictures? Oh of? yeah, your yeah. face. Yeah, on your driver's license. On yeah. your on everything. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. That's that's a good that's a good point. Um, it also in steer, It also is almost like a weird psychological fear tactic that they use. Because when you see something like that, like it's it's the almost the worst of the uncanny valley because you see the form of a human, mm-hmm. you're immediately thinking human, and there's a certain um, I know people are the worst monsters, but there's a certain safety in human. You know what I mean? It's something you know, it's, it's something you're used to. But as soon as you see that it doesn't have a face, your mind just goes off in different directions. Oh, yeah. It is like a different sort of psychological fear when you look at one of these things that is supposed to be a person, but it's not a person. I feel like I feel like 
confronted with that situation, my brain would probably stop completely. Yeah. You don't know what, like, because you're, like, you're looking the at the back of this person and they're, they're beginning to turn around and you're, you're anticipating a face, you're anticipating a smile or a fuck yeah. you or whatever. And then it turns around and it has nothing. And our brains are almost wired to try to put those features there. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're, like you're trying to like, we're, we we tried to recognize things that that we know like we try to put features to people we know and sh- and I can't really put my words together here but it's all about like f- like facial recognition you know oh yeah and you you want to try to see if you know who these persons are and when you when they turn around they don't have any face at all you're like what in the hell yeah this shouldn't be a thing but a- Apparently it is because I'm staring right at it. So weird. It is super weird. And the next, the last story that I have kind of drags it all together, really, in an un, like I didn't plan for this at all. <laughs> um, I love when this happens. Yeah. So <laughs> this story, and it, it, it's just so weird. Like we talk about, like we recorded tonight all these episodes. We've, this is our fourth one. We talk about in Ed's story how the universe makes itself known. And yeah. I can remember this last story. I purposely put last for whatever reason. I was just like, yeah, I'll, I'll make this one last. I think it'll help. And then unknowingly, the conversation has driven the way that it has. And I didn't, obviously, I didn't plan that out either. But, and you'll understand when you, when I read this, but this story takes place when the, the person was young. And they report as to always being able to see these beings. They looked normal just like you and me, only no face. He describes it as fabric stretched over their face. The witness begins to or began to notice that he was the only one able to see these beings on the regular, which naturally would make you think you're losing your mind. The one thing he could notice, which I was going to point out later, oh, this is my thoughts during that night, but he could tell when these beings were staring at him because every almost every single time, he saw one of these entities. They saw him. He could tell they were looking at him. That's so weird. And he knew no one else around him could see these things. It's so weird. It, at least see them in the way that he saw them. Now that the conversation is where it is. Um, the witness would always be overwhelmed with fear, but his mind would just tell him it's a figment of his imagination. And so his mind would work against itself and and start to close out what he just saw and experienced. It would it would just discredit it completely and break it apart. But it's just it's just so fucking weird how the conversation has driven the way that it has. And this person is essentially reporting they're among us. And he's been able to see past the the cloak 
his entire life. It's almost like it's because he said he could. He's seen them almost everywhere he's gone. <clears throat> it's almost like it is a uh, purposeful effect of it. It having no face that it causes your brain to try to like block it out. Like you're not supposed to see this. That makes Don't sense. Worry about this. That makes sense. Which is. It's that protect protection mechanism you talk about yeah. once in a while. It's so weird. And you think about it like everything you're saying rings because the a, that's what our brains do. They do. We do pattern recognition. We do. Like I can look at your wallpaper and I've done it a million times and I can see faces in the wallpaper. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, paradola. And your brain is is naturally doing that. And then not to mention, like you said, I I have this weird thing about myself where I can see you, right? I can look at you in your face, and then I can see somebody else let's say a week later. And I can I can I will literally think in my head Man, that person has the exact same teeth structure as Steve. Mm -hmm. The same jawline as this person. It's so fucking weird. It's the same forehead structure as this person. I I have that oddity within myself that I can recognize those things. And it's just, it's it's so sinister to think, not that we know, but to think that there is a group of beings out there that have that much knowledge on the way the human brain operates that it takes every opportunity but to manipulate like that that strength for us now has just been turned into a chink in the armor because it's it, it is a strength that we're able to study facial facial features and recognize like oh I recognize that face. That is a bad person because I recognize that. And now that that innate strength has just got turned into a weakness. And when you start talking about pareidolia and the ability to pick faces out in things that shouldn't have faces, it works exactly the opposite with these things because you're trying to put a face where a yes. face should... The only place a human face should be Yes, is on a face. Right, and that's kind of what and I was trying to there. explain. And like... So that that strength within us has now just been turned it's, and just perverted oh, to my, use it all against us. My brain is going a million different directions. So I fucking love it. I started writing an episode and researching an episode on these entities called backdrop people. Right? Yeah, sounds awesome. Uh, spiritualist Dolores Cannon uh, is the one who coined this phrase and she, one of her gifts and abilities is to be able to see auras around people, be able to essentially like she attributed it, attributes it, it to like a, a soul of a person. Gotcha. But she says she encounters people that have no auras, none. She sees them and they like, it stands out and it terrifies her that there are these, that she calls them backdrop people, that they're not supposed to be here. It's almost like some of these have perfected the art of mimicking a person 
and the only ones the only ones that are that can be able to tell are the people with with these gifts he's able to mm-hmm. the ability to read the auras which is in sin in could like is the soul according to Dolores which further brings it back around to why are these aliens so interested in us the only thing we have essentially that nothing else in the universe has is a soul an aura and a consciousness it's like the only way we I'm can gross the fuck out <laughs> it's like the only like i i think that i'm like i think that i'm serious when i say like this is how i'm gonna view they're among us because it does make sense I mean, it would it would one hundred percent make sense. The backdrop people falling in line with these faceless, if it, if it's actually going down the avenue that we're yeah, it's portraying it, it right now. Yeah, I'm just I'm just throwing out theories here, but it's almost <laughs> like these backdrop people have perfectly done everything they can to mimic a human person, features mannerisms, the way they act. She said, because when she interacts with the people, it's just like interacting with a normal person. It's almost like the one fucking thing, come to Earth and get get the human experience. Yeah. Fucking see what it's like to live as a shit dweller. Come check it out. <laughs> the, the only thing that they cannot perfect or re, reproduce is the human consciousness, the human soul, the human aura. It makes me, like, it makes me wonder. I need to ask J.J. Rose. I'm hoping that she listens to this because I feel like I don't know if she's able to read auras. I th- want to think she is. I, think I could be can. wrong. I'm curious as to if she's ever encountered these, which also brings me back to um, the story that uh, Eric told at... Um, Fortian. Fortian with the woman that he encountered that was so like so off kilter so yeah. so acting so strange and the way that she was specifically avoiding JJ yeah it's weird it is I'm, weird man i'm spitballing and it's I'm, weird i like it i like <laughs> it it's lining up for me and i think for my brain right now this is i'm i think that i'm I'm kind of on this fucking hill right now. It's gross. I think that I, I think, I think we just unlocked a mystery because it, it does put a lot of things into perspective when you view it from that lens. I'm gonna have to get the, I'm gonna try to have to put one together the backdrop people. I'm yeah. You should definitely do that next, so we can run them back to back and see what happens. It's. Uh, I'm curious as to what everybody else listening is gonna think. I feel like a lot of I feel like it's gonna click for a lot of people. Like this is gross. It sucks, but it does make a lot of sense. Yeah, it sucks if they. Yeah, it's almost like some of them have absolutely nailed what it is to be in a human. So much so that a lot of them we don't notice, but there's still there's still some that are working on it. Like this one absolutely looks like a person. Everything about this person is a person. Except they're not acting the way a person should act. But what's even, what's even, what's almost as weird as the fact that I think it's fucking, actually, I don't know. It might be more weird. I think it is more weird. (laughs) So 
it's it's weird that there would be a race of whatever out there that has the ability and the know-how to infiltrate and utterly deceive us 100%. But what's probably crazier to me is that there are some of us that can still fucking see them. Oh, yeah. That's fucking weird that some of us can still see them. Because that that 100% clarifies that we're not all the same at all whatsoever. And that it's almost like some of us are kind of like superheroes to a degree. Oh, yeah. Like we have this, whether, and it could be something that uh, these people are tapping in from ancient times. You know what I mean? That it carried on in their bloodline and they, they figured out how to open their mind to access this. Maybe we do all have this ability. I don't know. But it's fucking weird that there are some of us that naturally have a gift, if all this is true, that they could still see through the bullshit and call them on it. And it makes you wonder if... Which also means if you're, if, if you're right and you can link Eric's story to the, the situation, it's also crazy that now these uh, imposters can tell... Who can call them out? Which means they, it would mean that JJ, to a degree, would have some type of aura marker, visual mark, some type of marker that she puts off that this thing knows, can feel, see, whatever the fuck, and go, gotta stay away from that one. And, it, and to further that, it almost makes you wonder. If there is a correlated effort with those that are far above us, that this this essential like shadow and shade that has been thrown at the metaphysical community, uh, witches, uh, oh, yeah. people, yeah. psychics, like all of that has been so beat down and so frowned upon and so shunned for so long that that Calculated is campaign. Yeah, that that is negative. That is bad. That is satanic. That is it's fucking woo woo. It's crazy. Yeah. What if it's fucking the major slander players, campaign. the major players like are it. knowing that these people can call out like this it. bullshit that's going on that they're that, that the only people that can know that the perfected the perfected human clones, the only people that can call them out are the people that can see to the true source of humanity, and that is the soul. Yep. Shut them down and shut them yep. up. Makes sense. That's what sucks about us spitballing right now is that all of it makes sense. <laughs> when, and Tell me I'm wrong. It makes sense. The The fucking craziest thing is that it, it didn't wrap itself up until like the last 10 minutes when we were all putting it together. I'm I like, know. Holy shit. I'm like, this sounds like the <laughs> the backdrop people. I'm like, it sounds like thing, beings that have perfectly perfected, perfectly perfected the ability to clone a human outside of what makes us solely human. And that would be our consciousness soul aura. <laughs> fucking crazy, dude. <laughs> It's crazy that the which makes you wonder if the concept of soul harvesting is taking them from actual humans 
and putting them into whatever these beings are that are manipulating humans. Could be. 100% could be. Which would... It would... It would give an explanation as to what makes us special. It would give an explanation as to why they're here, why they're why they're infiltrating our society. What if our consciousness right now, what if we are in one of those beings? Could be, which is weird. I picked the one with a bad back. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> what, what if, okay, so here's a wild one. Throw it out there. See if you can vibe with this. You hear throughout ET races, you hear throughout religion that we are special. Humans are special. What if we are one of the few, if not the only one, that has the ability to achieve a higher level of existence? Because it's theorized that our soul will carry on. Which, if these said imposters, backdrop people, faceless people, aliens, whomever, they don't have souls. See what I'm getting at here? Yeah. So maybe they want to harvest our soul in hopes of being able to absorb it, uh, repurpose it, inject it into themselves, that way, they have the opportunity to achieve a higher yeah. level of existence. Maybe. <laughs> so maybe we're not the dirt balls after all. No, maybe these things manipulating us, trying to, trying to pose as us, are lower level beings, right? Uh-huh. Not lower than us, but lower level entities. They know that the higher level entities are only interested in humans because of the soul or a consciousness connection. What if they're trying to completely mimic the human race down to the consciousness to get the attention of these higher beings? They're going to deceive their way into (laughs) their Trojan horse this motherfucker (laughs) via human bodies. I believe into it. Into the upper echelon of it. the old gods. I believe it. I believe it, man. I 100% believe it. Oh. And then you could, man, you could go on forever because you could <laughs> you could link it to um, the fight between heaven and hell at that point. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, le- legitimately, that's... We're just pawns. We're just pawns. No, we're the horse. On the tr- <laughs> at this point. Yes. <laughs> they're they're gonna inhabit us to try to get in to break into heaven or or wherever and burn to the ground. Gross. It fucking this fuck? this episode took a hard <laughs> left and a loop de loo and everything. Oh did not see this conversation coming at all. I I don't know, bro. It's fucking weird. It went from it went from yucky to gross. Yeah. It went from just like simple, innocent, faceless like, entity hey, encounters. Aliens to, are being weirdos to different factions of uh, whatever entities battling for not only our souls but essentially all human identity. Did we just turn into like John and Sarah Connor? We did. Yeah, we are the resistance. 
I can't wait till this drops. <laughs> I cannot wait for this to drop. We are the resistance. I feel like JJ Rose is gonna be blowing us up. Good. I I wish she was on the phone right now because I need some input. Reel me back in because right now I don't even know if I'm a real human. Probably not. No. We did get called Star Brothers. Fuck. We're definitely not real. No. We're probably the backdrop people. This human, like, this human existence has been kind of, like, there's been some real, real high points. There's also been some shitty points. Like, I give it probably, like, a four out of ten. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I I might be real, though, because JJ said I burn bright, so that means she can see something. I she probably looks at me and it's just nothing. So you're a backdrop person. I'm a real person. Dude, that's all I've ever wanted in my life for people to leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. All right, Hollow Cult. Uh, we're, I'm chomping at the bit for the feedback on this one, so do not disappoint. Let's hear what you think about it. I love that they're going to go into this episode thinking faceless entities, and they're going to come out of it thinking that we are all we are meat pawns in a soul harvesting multi-level marketing scheme of the old gods stay safe stay weird